what's going on with your brain? Because we need to start there. Our right. brains need to be balanced. And many people, they're turned away from that. Our brain needs support. We feel so much better when our neurotransmitters are in balance. We can actually get a picture of what's going on in your brain, what support your brain needs. And I'm really a, a huge believer that when we want to heal, we need to be in a relaxed, peaceful, serotonin type state. I'm Dr. Seth Osgood, the founder of Grassroots Functional Medicine. After personally struggling for years upon years with chronic health issues that traditional medicine and pharmaceuticals could not resolve, I finally found relief in true healing through a functional medicine approach. Since then, I've dedicated my life to helping patients around the world transform their health by getting to the root cause of symptoms and restoring their body's natural ability to heal. This experience has shown me that a true state of wellness often requires an integrated approach that brings in multiple disciplines and modalities. In this podcast, I will interview a variety of practitioners and health professionals to educate and empower you on the full spectrum of tools that are available to reclaim your health and vitality. If you are struggling with health challenges and you are not getting the answers or results you feel you deserve, or you simply want to optimize your health and take a proactive approach to wellness, this podcast is for you. And if you like this show and find it helpful, be sure to tell a friend, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcast. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Grassroots Functional Medicine Podcast. I think you are going to love today's guest and today's topic. We're joined by Sandy Gascon, and she is going to tell us all about her healing journey and the program that she has developed to help other people reach the same results. Sandy Gascon is an integrative healing practitioner and the author of the book, Heal Yourself, Body, Mind, and Spirit. She has helped guide hundreds of people from over 25 countries on their healing journey. After suffering severe side effects from medications during her 20-year battle with chronic migraines, she was diagnosed with lupus and committed herself to healing naturally. Through her experiences, she has developed a whole body, mind, and spirit approach that addresses the person in a truly holistic manner. She healed herself of migraines, depression, lupus, interstitial cystitis, and cystic acne. Her purpose is to help educate others on the importance of shifting focus to rebuilding and rebalancing the body and removing internal and external stress so that the body can heal itself. I am a true believer in what she's doing. It matches up with everything we promote at Grassroots. I think you're going to love this episode, so stay tuned till the end. Let's dive in and get started. Well, hi, Sandy. Thank you so much for joining me on the Grassroots Functional Medicine Podcast. I've been really excited about this interview and just anxious to dive in and get started. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm super excited too. I love like meeting with people and that are so passionate. And I love that you're, you're just all into connecting different practitioners, having everybody work together. That's what we need to do. That's awesome. I know it's just, it's a lot of fun on my end for sure. (laughs) Well, you, you have such an incredible story and I would just love to start off this episode by you kind of giving us a recap on your health journey and really what inspired you to do the work that you're doing, if you don't mind. Yeah, well, and it's 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 crazy thinking back. Like whenever I'm like, oh wow, I've went through so much to get through what I am at today because really I had to suffer to learn it. And 
it started when I was about seven years old. I started having these migraines and I remember them so clearly because as a seven-year-old, you really can't, you can't put into words what's going on. It's like your head is going to explode. And the one, the first one that I had, I was at my aunt's trailer and I was, I just remember screaming and yelling and nobody could understand what was happening to me. They were all panicking. I think they took me to the hospital and it just felt like my head was going to explode. I had so much nausea, um, sensitive to scents and smells and sights, everything. It was just like my brain was hypersensitive. And those started to just persist. And back then, we really didn't have anything natural. My parents were very much into pharmaceuticals. And we just, you know, it, it was just happening. My mom suffered from migraines. We eventually figured out that what it was. And they continued. When I was 12, 13, I started not sleeping and started going through periods of mania, mania and depression. And it was kind of normal. And that's really sad to say, but mm. my mom had depression. My sister had depression. Like everybody in my family had it. And it was like, oh, this is just genetic. This is who you are. And they started to experiment with different medications. Eventually, when I was around 19, we found an antidepressant that really kept the migraine at a lower level. They were still there, but they weren't to the point where I was bedridden and it stabled out my mood. So I wasn't going into such highs and lows. It was just kind of zombie mode all the time. You know, you could drop an anvil on my car and I'd be like, okay, you know, that's all right. <laughs> and so it wasn't like when you do mindset work and you come to peace, it was just like no emotion, zero. I felt nothing. And at that time, I was actually in university. I was studying biomedicine. I wanted to become a doctor. I wanted to find a cure for migraines. And that medication that they put me on really shifted my path because I couldn't get off of it. It came with these horrible side effects. I did want to have some emotions. And I also wanted to have a child. And when you look at the side effects of having a child on this antidepressant that I was on, you end up with children, babies who have to go through really severe withdrawal. So I wanted to get off, but couldn't, didn't have any resources, but knew that the pharmaceutical path was not going to be for me whatsoever. So I finished my degree in biomedicine. I went to become a massage therapist and in Canada, it's a, a three-year program. So I am, I'm from Canada. And in my last year, right before I was going to graduate, I ended up with a very severe episode of food poisoning to the point they, they thought I had meningitis. I ended up in the hospital. We had to do a lumbar puncture just to rule that out. That's how thick I was. And it was just, it was food poisoning and it, you know, eventually went away. And that year, and I would, I would never call myself healthy up until that point, but everything just started to spiral. I started to have weakness in my legs, numbness in my legs. I'm a very avid horseback rider. I couldn't mount my horse. Like I would, I would go to get on and I would just fall off. And so this weakness, this fatigue persisted. And then come that spring, I started to develop some heart issues. And I ended up again in the hospital and they started to put some pieces together, started to run some other labs. And within about a month from, from the heart issues starting, I had a lupus diagnosis. So my immune system was attacking my own body. And I, at the time, like pharmaceuticals were not for me anymore, but I had no idea about anything natural, like zero. And right in the period where I was going to be di getting diagnosed, like it's a process, 
I met a woman who was like, who had lupus and she went on all the pharmaceuticals and she was only like 50. She looked 80 and she kept almost dying because her immune system was just destroyed. Her kidney function was gone. And it was the medication side effects, not the disease itself, because for her, the disease just affected her joints. And now the medication was killing her. And so that was like, okay, like more signs. I'm not going down this path. And I started to dive into some research on healing naturally. And that's when I found my first diet. One of one of many, many elimination type bad, strict diets that I tried over the years. And I, I started to think that a raw diet was the answer. And I worked on that and continued to fail over and over again, either just being too hungry all the time or sticking to it and feeling worse. And then about, I think it was a year after my diagnosis, I ended up just not being able to work any longer. My migraines came back, the medication stopped working, but even though it wasn't working, I couldn't get off of it. Like I couldn't not take it. And I ended up moving home with my parents, living in their basement and going through a really, really dark year where wow. I basically just resigned to dying. <laughs> Nothing was working. And it was actually through a podcast, and that's why I'm so passionate about doing podcasts, that I had, it wasn't really what was happening in the podcast, but it was just a flip of a switch that happened yeah. in my brain. I'm like, oh my gosh, diet is not where I need to look. Why can other people eat food? I can't eat food. You know, there's something else going on. And so I had this degree in biomedicine. I, I, I know how to research things. And I started to try to put the science together with the natural. And I knew in my, like deep in my being, I needed to get off that drug. So that's when I started to really look into how the brain works and understanding amino acid therapy and how we can change our brain chemistry. Back then we had no knowledge of genetics. So this was back in like 2013. So we genetics was really new in the functional medicine world. Mm -hmm. So it was really based on trial and error, but I was able to wean off that drug. And what was pretty magical is after a few months, my emotions really came back. And most of the symptoms I had that were called lupus actually went away. They were side effects of the drug. And so then I kept going. I'm like, okay, so how does the, how do we fix the liver? How do we fix the gut? Let's look at the science behind it. And I just kept going and kept going and trying different things. And I was able to heal from, from lupus. My antibodies went down to nothing and really no markers that it was there. And the funny thing is I should have listened to my gut feeling then and went to become a practitioner at that time, but I was scared and nervous. So I went back to what I knew I could do. I went and became a, a massage therapist again. I got my license back, but at the time I still had cystic acne, like incredibly terrible acne on my face and my back. And I was still trying different cleanses and fixes for it. And I ended up developing interstitial cystitis, which I probably would have taken the lupus symptom any day sure. over I, you know, anything besides that. And it took me another year. I was quite stubborn of trying more trial and error before I'm like, oh man, I need to get, I need to get certified. I need some labs. Like I have theory after theory after theory. And until 
I actually have some answers. I don't know. So I'm just guessing. So I was able, I got certified as a health coach. I was able to order and run my own lab and I was able to figure that out. And I went on to opening Motivated to Heal. I really expanded and grew it over the years, working with hundreds of people all over the world. I think we just got up to 28 countries right now. Yeah. And over that period, I recognized that we need a plan when we're healing and we need to really focus on the body as a whole. And the clients that are getting results are the ones that really have this system that they follow. And we're not just jumping around. Oh, you have this symptom. Why don't we run this test or this test? Or Mm -hmm. we need a plan to address every system in the body and support the entire body. And so that's where I ended up creating the Heal Yourself program, ran hundreds and hundreds of people through it and really fine-tuned it. And then I wrote my book, Heal Yourself. And since then have went and and opened the Integrative Healing Academy because I'm like, we need more people practicing this approach that is really, truly a whole body approach. It's not just piecemeal. It's not, you know, the allopathic model in the functional medicine world. We need a holistic model in that you know, you can say it's holistic, but let's let's hit every system in the body and work on balance versus just turning off symptoms. Absolutely. That's such a, a powerful story. And I think, you know, our listeners need to really break that down and recognize what can be accomplished, you know, if you do take that whole body approach, right? I yeah. mean, look at the symptoms you were struggling with and the the therapies that you were given. I mean, how many doctors did you see that told you you know, you can recover from this or that your antibodies would recover or they would improve. I mean, I'm sure nobody would probably said that, right? No, I mean, no. The doctors would, told me I was going to die. <laughs> it was impossible, right? They, I mean, yeah, that's what they, they did. They said, oh, you cannot cure this. This cannot right. ever. And it happens all yeah. the time. We can see the body will recover. It will heal if you give it the right fuel in the right environment. And that's just, you have that, that that's an incredible story. And, and people just need to hear that because it's filled with hope, right? I mean, there's, yes. there's always a, a, a next step. There's always a solution. And it, you know, there's so many other options outside of the pill box that can really help people thrive. Uh, well, I would love for you just to kind of break it down because people our listeners are at different stages in in their journey and they have different levels of understanding about, you know, the, the medical world. Do you mind just, you do a great job of this in your book, but just breaking down for our listeners a little bit about what are some of the different types of practitioners they're going to run into, you know, in seeking a, a state of wellness? Yeah. Oh, there's, there's tons. There's regular medical doctors who really focus on the allopathic model. Here's a drug that's not going to fix anything. It's going right. to maybe minimize your symptoms. It's going to come with all these other side effects, but yeah, that's their business model. It keeps them having evergreen customers. So, you know, you have your, your standard, standard doctor and, you know, they're not all like that. There's some amazing doctors out there and don't get me wrong. There's a time and place for pharmaceuticals. I myself work with an amazing doctor. So if my clients do need a prescription for something, we have the ability to get them that prescription. So you're going to run into functional medicine doctors. There are different health coaches, naturopath. There are so many out there. And I honestly believe when you start to go, even in, even in the, the pharmaceutical world, I think the individual's that are practicing do care. They do want you to feel better. They do want to help. At the individual level, that's all everybody wants to do. They're just different people have different tools and different approaches. And you just have to find one that's really going to resonate with you. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's so important because 
you know, again, you can't accept one person that you don't mesh with or, you know, that you don't agree with as the, the last option or the only option. And I feel like sometimes that's what people do. They go to the you know traditional medical model, they see a doctor, they, they kind of steal them of any hope of, of improvement. And that's what they, they think is their option, you know, and there's just, there's so yeah. much there. So people have to search, they have to look, they have to, and, and sometimes, right. It takes an army. Sometimes it's multiple practitioners to really, and a lot of times that's the case to get you to where you need to be. Because you're, you're like you said, that whole body approach is is just essential. So I know you've created a program, the Heal Yourself program. Can you tell us a little bit more about this awesome program that you've created and kind of what sets it apart from a lot of the other programs that are out there? Yeah. So one thing that happens normally when you go and see somebody, they're going to just go off your symptoms and they're just going to start to run labs based on that. So if you're like, Mm -hmm. you know, during my period, I'm having these symptoms or at day 14, I'm having these symptoms. So they're going to think hormones, let's focus on hormones. And it's not that that's right or wrong, but for me, I want to look at the entire body. You know, there's a reason if you're having issues with your hormones, then everything is going to be tied together. It's not let, let's just add some bioidenticals in and see if your symptom really go away. We want to really look at everything that ties in. So I start off with foundation labs, which are genetics, blood work, and the organic acids test. And that's going to give me a really amazing picture on what's, what's going on with your brain because we need to start there. Our brains need to be balanced and many people they're turned away from that or many practitioners aren't even looking at that in the natural world, but people think, oh, you know, my doctor just says it's all in my head and they want to put me on an antidepressant. (laughs) So then they're like, oh no, it's not in my brain. I don't want to look at my brain, but really our brains need support. They need to be in balance. We feel so much better when our neurotransmitters are in balance. And most of us from, you know, being on our phone and scrolling, we're way too high dopamine. And not all, there's a lot of people who don't have enough dopamine, but Hey, if we don't check to see what your genetics are doing, what is your brain chemistry prone to correlate that with the organic acid test, which show us the metabolite. So how our body is breaking down our neurotransmitters, we can actually get a picture of what's going on in your brain, what support your brain needs. And I'm really a a huge believer that when we want to heal, we need to be in a relaxed, peaceful serotonin type state. And we need to balance that. So we, we these foundation tests will tell us what's going on with your brain. They're going to give us a really in-depth look at your detox pathways. And people think, oh, I'm going to take some milk thistle. I'm working on my detox. Or, you know, I'm yeah. taking charcoal. I'm, I'm My detox is fine. No, detox is in, we've got three phases. And it's really originally named phase one, two, and three. So phase one, we have these beautiful CYP enzymes that start off detoxification. And we can see what's going on with that on your genetics. And then we can see phase two, which has seven subphases, super complicated. But we can actually (laughs) look at each one of those phases on these labs. And then we get to see what's going on with your phase three, which is how your toxins leave the body. So we can check your kidneys and your bile flow and we can get support on board. And then we can take a look at your mitochondria. We can look at nutrient deficiencies. We, we check the thyroid and we get a basic nutrient support on board. Plus we work on the imbalances and deficiencies that we're seeing on those labs and we get the right forms for a person's genetics. So 
right now we hear people, oh, you know, I'm taking methylfolate because everybody's talking about MTHFR. Sure. And it's like, well, maybe you don't have MTHFR. Let's right. look. You're right. And there's so many people right now who are overmethylating. Like they're taking so many methyl donors. They're driving themselves to like massive anxiety. And yep. it's just not a healing place. So we see this in this, these foundation labs. And then I like to get that foundation support on board. Normally it takes about a month to get it on board. Some people it can take three months. Some people it can take longer, really right. depending on a person's hypersensitivity. But we support the body. And then we run a Dutch and we look at hormones and adrenals because it's amazing with that foundation support, how often the hormones and the adrenals rebalance themselves. And so while we're doing this, we're not only tying in a really whole body approach where we're looking at the whole body, but we have to look at the mind, the spirit aspect. We need to work on the mindset aspect. So also learning to heal relationship issues or, you know, deal with the the stress in your life from your job or right. your kids. If you need to look into some conscious parenting, there's so much that goes into healing that's not just taking a supplement. So that's where people start to dive into the mindset aspect. They learn to meditate. They learn to bring themselves to a peaceful state. They start reducing the toxins in their environment, which is huge. And then after those four labs are on board, I like to run another blood work check for most people because there's certain checks on blood work. Like I love to look at homocysteine because yeah. that's giving me a picture of your methylation. And right. if we're not seeing where it needs to, to be based on your genetics and the supplements we're adding in, then there's further testing that we can do. Because to me, before we actively try to kill anything in the body, or before we try to detox any heavy metals, I want those detox pathways to handle it. So methylation being such an important part, but we check all, all of the markers of detoxification again, and we really support phase three detox before we go to gut work. And that's running, you know, specific lab to check what, what pathogens are there. I've stopped running heavy metal testing because I'm like, holy one, some people show up as nothing, but I know that they're there. You yeah. know, we all have metal. So right. why not just work on detox? Right. And safer help. too, you know? Exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Safer, go slow, and just add that in instead of spending, you know, thousands on different heavy metal testing that's going to tell you all sorts of different things. Exactly. So that's the, the core foundation of the program. Gut work can take a long time. Right. It really depends on how many things people have been throwing at their gut, like antibiotics and antifungals sure. and, you know, anti this and anti that. Yeah, <laughs> and it yeah. takes a long time. Absolutely. Well, I, you know, yeah. I love, again, so you, the concept of tests don't guess, right? I mean, so many people do exactly what you said. They come in and they've got grocery bags full of supplements, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of dollars worth of supplements that they have, you know, bought on their own just because they, they read an article or they saw a podcast or they heard about a nutrient that's good for their health. You know, but again, it, it, it's missing the mark. And I'm a huge fan of yeah. supplements. I think if they are they're utilized appropriately, you know, through testing, they yeah. can do wonders for people to supplement a good diet. But 
you know, it, again, it, people need to, they can't, well, there's no quick fixes with this, right? We have to think about the, the fact that everything is interrelated, everything's connected. And if we don't look at all of those systems, like you said, you're going to come up short. Yeah, you really and, are. And you're just, that's one of the biggest problems too, is when people are trying a supplement that they think that's good for their body, if they take it and don't feel well, then they're like, is this detox or is this just not good for my body? Right. And how do you right. know? Like you just don't know. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, absolutely. No. Well, I love the steps. So I, I really want to, you did a great job about going through all of them really quickly, but I'd love to spend a little bit more time on each one because I think what sure. you did here is is fantastic. So I know you mentioned, you know, the body, the mind and the spirit. I would love to yeah. kind of just start with the body a little bit. One of the analogies you utilize that I think is really important in your book is you know, the body's bank account. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about what that means in relation to, you know, chronic illness or chronic disease? Yeah, I'm like metaphor queen. I love it. <laughs> they're, they're always there. So if we look at our body as a bank account, it makes so much sense why we're sick. So if we're born with a certain amount of money in our bank, and some people aren't born with very much anymore, Sadly, we're seeing a lot of kids who are born with health issues. And that's because the mother is also having health issues, very deficient in nutrients, detox pathways not working. So we're seeing kids born with a very low bank account. But even as adults, if we've had a great start, our bank account is going to become depleted as we start to make these withdrawals. And withdrawals are going to be any form of stress on the body, whether it's chemical, physical, emotional, everything's going to stress the body. And most of us are not making any deposits. So we quickly go to, you know, a zero balance. And that's where we start to see the symptoms occur and we start to go into debt. And a lot of people are walking around in a lot of body debt where mm -hmm. in order to heal, and this is where the whole time piece and the patience comes in, is we need to get you out of debt. So we need to stop the withdrawals which is reduce your stress, emotional, physical, chemical. You need to reduce the toxins. You're not going to be healing if you're in a really emotional, stressful environment all the time. If you're not able to shift to a place of healing, and it doesn't mean you need to go live in a bubble away from everybody, but you need to come to a mental place where you have more mental tools to handle what's going on in your environment. So we need to, we need to stop making the withdrawal. And then we need to start making deposits and that the deposits are going to be supplements, you know, passion, purpose, healthy food, real food, not, you know, packaged gluten-free pizza, which is a huge pet peeve of mine when people are like, so healthy. And I look at the ingredients and they're gluten-free stuff. I'm like, ah, the food industry did a good food. job with that, right? They did some good marketing to think that they did. It's really great marketing. <laughs> yeah, it's all healthy. So, you know, we've got to start putting the deposits in. And then we have to realize it's going to take time to get out of debt. It's not, oh, look, I'm on these supplements for a week. Why am I not feeling better? Like, right. okay, well, let's give your body a month or two months or three months or a year to start to rebuild. Because it's got a whole bunch of repairing to do. It's got a backlog of toxins to deal with. And then you're eventually going to get to back to zero balance and you're going to start to feel better. But what happens is people are like, yay, I feel better. I'm going to go and run this marathon or <laughs> yeah, I'm going to exactly. go back to work. And then they quickly go back into debt. So not only do we have to get out of debt, we then have to build back our reserves because once our reserves are high, 
yeah, we can handle that emotional stress. You know, if we lose somebody in life, like I went through a really hard episode where I lost my soul dog and that was tough, but I had a huge reserve. So it wasn't a huge stress. Whereas some people, when they have a loss or, you know, an issue with their job, they might lose their job or whatever stress it is, they run into a pathogen like COVID or anything like that, then they don't have any reserves and then they're back to square one. And that's where we have to realize that we have to give our body more time than not just feeling better for a few days. We have to give it that period of time and we have to keep reducing the stress. And so even can be a form of stress. And we have to be careful with that. When we're starting to feel better, we can't overdo it because we have to think of our body as the bank account. And you can start to judge that, hey, I know my reserves are higher because when I make this withdrawal, I'm okay. And that's right. that's how you can really gauge that. If you go for a walk and the next day you're exhausted, well, you can you can guarantee your reserves were not very high to handle right. that walk. Absolutely. And I love, I mean, again, looking back at your story, right? You mentioned that you had a family history of migraines and a family history of yeah. problems, you know, so there can be genetic predisposition, but it's when your brain bank account gets low, right. That, that those, you flip the switch and then you have a problem. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. mean just because you've got something, I hear that all the time, right? Well, it's just in the family or it's just genetic. It you know, it, that doesn't have to be the case. Yes. You may be predisposed, but if you fill up that account and you maintain it, good things are going to happen and you're not exactly. going to typically get into trouble. And I, exactly. I know you you mentioned this before. We talked a little bit about the supplements, but you mentioned in your book, the supplement mindset and, and the fact that a lot of people are confused and there's a lot of controversy out there about supplements and you know what the difference is between supplements and the traditional pills that they are exposed to in, in the conventional medical world. Do you mind just touching on that, that concept of yeah. the supplement mindset a little bit? Well, because you you really get two types of clients. You get clients who are like, give me all the supplements. And exactly. they're so happy. They love their supplements. And you have clients that are like, oh my gosh, I have to take all these supplements. Yeah. Like, I, That's a lot of pills that I have to, to swallow. And if you go into it not liking your supplements, then the odds are they're not going to work that great. Because you are going to, anytime we're stressed out, we start to break down our body. So if you, if you're really getting upset and frustrated that you're taking all these supplements, then it's going to slow your progress. And we have to realize the supplements are just nutrients in a little bit more concentrated form. So they're absorbed faster, they're absorbed more and they're utilized better. And most of the time, like we're going to pick a form that's going to work really well for you. And sometimes in food, these supplements aren't like the nutrients and foods aren't really ready for our body to use. So our body has to then do work to be able to use them. And often that pathway is broken. So when we really use science to our benefit, we can create these supplements that are really easy for our body to use, but we want to go into it with the right mindset of, you know, yes, you might be taking five or six supplements at each meal, but you look at them as extra food. They're just extra right. food. And for me, I use mostly supplements. I definitely do work with some herbs. And then we we do some antimicrobials and everything with gut work and that sort of stuff. But for the most part, I like to use supplements so that we're just giving the body more of what it's not getting from food because sadly, our soil is depleted. It's not like an orange from 100 years ago. It's not an orange. Today. No. Like there's no there's no comparison. So it's true. Our our food is depleted. And it's full of chemicals. 
So it's putting another withdrawal on our body, just eating the food and the toxic burden that's happening right now in the world, especially in the mm-hmm. past two years. Like I'm seeing in the past two years, since 5G has come out, since right. COVID has come out, I'm seeing people need double the nutrient support that they needed two years ago. Right. And it it's just recognizing that that's where we are right now. Yeah. And we've got to come to a place where we're like, thank, you know, thank goodness we have these supplements that can really make up for that lack of balance. Like we're not getting it anymore. And it's not going to go back to the way it was before. Like definitely great. Grow your own food as much as possible. Right. Um, eat organic, buy local, get to know your farmers. So, so important to healing, but it's still not going to be where it needs to be to tackle the toxin, the toxin load. And we can't live in a bubble. Like we have to go outside. We have to breathe the air. We yeah. have to drink the water. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, you know, we can't get away from it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, on that, that on that note of toxic load, you know, I know that that's just such an important piece. And do you mind talking a little bit about toxic burden and maybe some of the main culprits that you run into or, or try to help people through to reduce their, their overall load? Yeah. And for me, I tried living in a bubble for many years, like yeah, it's hard. for a long time. <laughs> I was so health obsessed to a point that it was very unhealthy because Mm -hmm. it consumed me. I wasn't able to live or function normally. So I'm all about reducing it, but still having some, some treat meals and enjoying life and that there needs to be a balance. So first thing first, you want to make sure that you're reducing the chemicals you're putting on your skin. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what you're putting on your hair, what are you rubbing on your like body lotion, deodorants, soaps, fragrances, like get rid of all the fragrances that you can and just clean up everything that you're using. And then of course, clean up your food. Mm -hmm. So I eat gluten gluten. I've done the whole no gluten thing. Yeah, Didn't do anything for me. I got rid of my antibodies while eating gluten, but clean it up. Like we love Cedar Run Farms. They Mm -hmm. have amazing organic einkorn products, like crackers and wraps and all sorts of stuff. And then we get our own really great quality wheat. You know, we buy direct from a farmer that we know we drink raw dairy. Great. We, you know, it it takes time and it's not going to happen overnight, but just slowly start to make little changes to what you're eating. Clean up your water, get testing. I have a really great YouTube video, how you can just filter your water, test your water, whether you're testing it or there's a great website. I I can't think of it offhand, but you can go to in the U.S. that will actually tell you what's in your local water. Yeah. And then pick a filter whether it's reverse osmosis or carbon or a combination of the two, like here where we are, we don't need the reverse osmosis anymore. Mm-hmm. Where yep. we were in Lake County, we had radioactive fun stuff in our water. So mm-hmm. we needed it. So, you know, clean up your water. Don't drink out of those plastic bottles. And it's a process if you, if you're able to get a well, you know, and, and test your water or drink from yep. a spring. So it's just it going through everything that you're putting into your body And then your environment, checking for mold, making sure that your air is clean in your house. Like we we control what's going on outside, but at least where we're in our house, sleeping and and living, we can really clean it up. And 
go slow because if you go into it yeah. and you get upset, you're going to drive yourself crazy. So just, you know, this month I'm going to tackle what we eat for breakfast and I'm right. going to clean. Right. 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 Next month I'm going to clean up lunch and dinner and then I'm going to work on all my soaps and laundry stuff. Right. Because it is a process and you're not going to switch everything overall overnight. And, you know, if you're, spouse isn't on board, they're going to think you've lost your mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that concept of process is so key because we, yeah. how, how often have you seen that where someone will work with a practitioner and they, the very first thing they do is like a mold test, right? And then you, yeah. you find mold, it freaks everybody out. And then they literally, I've seen it where they literally will move out of their house. They quit their job. You know, they do all of this drastic yeah. stuff yeah. and it's devastating when they didn't start with the basics, right? And a lot of times, right. even if you do have some exposures by, you know, filling up your, your bank account and by, you know, you optimizing the, yeah. you're cleaning your environment up and you're, you're making sure your body's working more efficiently, you don't need to go too crazy. Now, sometimes no. you have to go to the next steps, but realistically, a lot of times I find that if you start with the basics and you really put a lot of attention towards those things that you mentioned, it's amazing what can happen. Yeah. And I agree. And I think right now with the whole mold kick, right. It's destroying a lot of lives it because is. people yeah. are so hyper-focused on it. They're going bankrupt. Oh yeah. Trying to, to sell houses. Oh, then this house ends up developing mold and this house develops right. mold. And they're so fixated on the mold and it's right. like, okay, let's work on repairing your body. Definitely. If your levels are super high, yes, you might need to get out of that mold way. Like, yes, sometimes, but let's check the mold in the house because I used to run those mold tests all the time. And I can tell you every single person had them. I ran one on my right. husband who is like healthier than healthy. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. And he came up sky high with mold markers. Right. And right. I'm like, if you, if one, he didn't look at his labs, but um, you yeah. know, if somebody told you that this was an issue and you could go down this huge bandwagon and he's healthy. So why right. is he throwing up mold? Because he's detoxifying it. Right, right, exactly. He's detoxifying yeah. what's in Which the is supposed to happen, right? You're supposed to it's do It's supposed that. to happen. And we yeah. live in Florida. Right. I mean, we <laughs> had someone just mold. yesterday, our new patient had a mold test done and yep. there was, did two different tests and of course got two completely different answers, right? Result. And, and yep. they were frustrated by that. And I'm like, I understand, you know, but that let's just yep. start from the beginning and, and focusing on cleaning up your system because whether it's mold or some other toxin, We've all got it. So we just, you know, exactly. there's no better defense than, you know, a healthy body, healthy body. Yeah. Exactly. A healthy body will handle it. Absolutely. Well, tell us, I know you mentioned some of the key labs you're doing. A lot of people don't know yeah. what an organic acid test is. Do you mind giving us a little bit of an overview? It sounds like that's one of your, your, other than the blood yeah. work, it's one of the things you start with. And I, I love that test as well. I'm just giving a general overview of what that looks at and why it's important. Yeah. So over the years, I've run a lot of labs and I've kind of just fine tuned the ones that are giving me the information that I need versus, you know, running the mold test, which I'm like, you know, test your house. Right, Don't run right. the mold test on you because <laughs> right. that's not very accurate. So I want to run the labs that to me are giving me information on what I can give your body for it to start to heal. And oats, well, it, the first page covers mold markers, which oftentimes if you're seeing mold there, yeah. good indication to test your health. And when you combine it with blood work, I run the HNK1 panel. Mm -hmm. So if I'm seeing low markers there, plus the mold on the oats, test your health, you know, see yeah. what your ERMI score is because yeah. Yeah. that's a really good marker of what the overall load in your house is. It's a great test. Health. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that test. So 
first page, yeast, bacteria, and some mold markers. Unless I see significantly elevated multiple markers, I'm going to leave that to gut work because Mm -hmm. an unhealthy person is going to have some overgrowth of yeast because the body is not strong enough to keep it in check. Now, the answer is not to kill the yeast. The answer is to get the body strong enough to keep it in check. Because Mm -hmm. if we do our foundation labs and retest the oath, that normally goes away. It just on its own, the body will be like, hey, I have the tools now to balance this. Yep. But sometimes, you know, people might have multiple high bacterial markers, multiple high yeast markers, and I might add something in there. And then we see oxalates, we see mitochondrial markers, and oxalates are a huge issue right now because Mm -hmm. people are cutting out their dairy, which conventional dairy is growth. Definitely agree with that. Raw Mm -hmm. dairy, amazing. And then they're going to these hugely plant-based diets that right. are significantly, yeah. the, the oxalates are insane. Or they're going to these paleo diets and they're doing yep. almond flour and everything. Right. And so that's right. like the highest oxalate thing we could be doing besides spinach. We're seeing massive oxalate issues. And then we see mitochondria, which is body's energy centers. Very important to support those. We see our neurotransmitter metabolites. And what people have to realize is that is not the levels in your brain. So mm-hmm. many people, oh my, I have I have high dopamine metabolism. High dopamine. That's what it says on the oath. It's like, no, that means you're breaking it down quickly. Right. You know, when you're genetics and see, and I have like a huge section in the back of my book in the appendix on how to analyze your genetics and correlate it with the oats test. Yep. Oats, neurotransmitter markers are metabolites, mm-hmm. not levels. So Got to drill that in. And then we see some nutrient markers. We see some folate markers, but again, we need to see genetics. We need to see blood work. So it's giving us a picture of the puzzle. We see some glutathione markers. We see an ammonia marker. But again, if you've lost the ability to detox oxalates or ammonia, they're going to be building up in your body, not showing up in your urine. So it's you have to take the entire picture. And that's why there's more than one lab in my foundation test. <laughs> Exactly. Just, no, yeah, just, it has to be. Yeah. yeah. It's an, like that's what I tell people. And a lot of them are, are hesitant just because they often cost money out of pocket, right? They're an investment, yeah. but that's how pe- we need to start investing in our health, right? And, and we need to, we, we put a lot of uh, investment into, you know, the expensive car or the, the expensive vacation. But, you know, realistically, we're not going to be able to do any of that if our health is out of check. Okay. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't recognize that until it's, you know, on the later side of things. So yes. invest in your health. Now, these tests save so much money in the long run, not only in quality of life, but also with supplements, right? Then if you do right. need supplements, you can really tailor it to what you need as opposed to just guessing. Exactly. And then throwing them out because you're like, I have right. 50 million supplements and I have no idea the what to do with them. Supplement I, graveyard, I call it. <laughs> supplement graveyard. So many people, they come to me with a supplement uh, list and like, right. Cross, cross, cross. You're right, no, right. No, no, just throw them all out. <laughs> I, I know you're a fan of estrogen metabolism testing. I know you mentioned the, the Dutch. And again, I yeah. think that's another key test that just totally gets overlooked by most conventional docs. Do you mind talking a little bit about that and the information that you gather yeah. from? Uh, I love the Dutch test. Like I'm not, if somebody says, oh, these are my hormone blood work or my saliva test, I'm like, I'm not looking at that. Yeah. So the Dutch test, it shows us metabolites, not just of estrogen. It's going to show us your androgen metabolism. Right. It's going to show us your cortisol level, yes. your free level, but your metabolized level. So, so many people think they have adrenal fatigue. Mm. We run a Dutch. 
and they have low free levels of cortisol, they have high metabolized levels and they have high cortisone. So the inflammatory response, the body is saying, Hmm, you're not doing very well. I think you need to relax. I'm mm-hmm. not going to give you so much free cortisol. You're going to be a little tired because I don't have the resources right now to handle doing that. You need yep. to relax so I can use these resources for something else. And so often we're just like, I'm fatigued. I want to feel better to do this, this, and this. And it's no, your body is saying there's stuff happening here. You need to relax. Right. You, it doesn't mean you have to do nothing and sit on a couch, but we need to reduce stress. We need to do a little bit less. So that's going to give us an amazing picture of what the adrenals are actually doing. And more often than not, people do not have, they don't have adrenal fatigue. They have adrenal dysfunction. Mm -hmm. And it's not even that their adrenals are dysfunctional. The body has a purpose. It's doing it for a purpose. The same with the thyroid. Right. So often people have low free T3 levels. Yeah. Yeah. But their reverse T3 is high. So the Mm -hmm. body, the thyroid is producing what it's meant to produce. But the the body is saying, no, we need to relax. You do not need to have all this free T3 right now. I need to do this. And so we really have to tune into that wisdom of the body and these labs that we run, because we're looking at these, these whole pictures, we can say, you know, you do need to take a break. You need to stop going for that five mile run every day. Right. Your body doesn't want you to do that right now. And the answer isn't a supplement. When you're, when you see like super low, free cortisol. Sure. We can add in a little bit of licorice. If that, you know, good for somebody, if they don't have high blood pressure, we can add in a little bit of licorice, but when their metabolized cortisol is super high, that's saying we need to dig deeper. It's not saying take a supplement and give us more adrenal cortex. No, we need to dig deeper. We need to go and address the pathogen load on the body. We need to address the metal load on the body. We need to address the emotional burden on the body as to why the body is doing this. Absolutely. We see that a lot with the thyroid, you know, I mean, they come in and they're oh. on these crazy doses of T3. I mean, the T3, every time, you know, people feel like T3, T3 is just a red flag that, like you said, something else is missing. And when you try to yeah. mess with that natural, you know, system, it's just everything gets thrown out of whack. So yeah, like you said, asking, asking the why is so crucial, because if you don't figure that out, you're just going to get yourself deeper into a hole. Yep. Absolutely. Well, talk, do you mind talking a little bit about the mind component. And, uh, you know, I know that's another step in your program. How how important is mindset and, and mindfulness to healing and wellness? Yeah, if we're in a negative vibration, we're not going to be able to heal. If we are in fear all the time, if we're so stressed about this is wrong with me, or I need to take this supplement, or how do I do this? I call it health anxiety. Yeah, we're not going to heal because we are literally running a marathon all day, even though we could be sitting on our chair in front of our computer, Googling some supplements. (laughs) And we're literally, it's like running from a tiger. And until we get the body to a place of peace, and I'm I'm not saying like do some minds at work, try to be happy all the time. That's not it. We need to find a place of peace and it won't be all the time, but we need to have an awareness of that. And again, this is a journey in itself. There's not like read one mindset book and amazingly be able to like handle all the things. We, it's a journey to learn new tools to be able to handle more stress because the stress in our life is not going to go away. So we just need to get more tools and we need to be able to shift ourselves quicker to a place of peace. It's not that we're never going to experience anger or we're never going to cry or these things are not going to happen, 
but we're able to move ourselves to acceptance and peace easier so that the body can come to a healing state and use the resources that we're giving us it. Right. Because if we're just putting these supplements in and you're constantly in a state of fear or anxiety, you're just burning through it. It's never going to have a chance to do what it needs to do. Absolutely. It has to be a, it's a, a practice, right? I mean, it's not yeah. like a one and done. It's not like, like no. exercising, right? You can't go to the gym for a day and expect to be buff no. when you come out. You know, it's, it's something that takes time. And a lot of times the, the trauma no. and the stress that, you know, people put their bodies through, that, that's something that's, it's going to take, you know, months, if not years for that to yep. heal. It's a constant oh, yeah. struggle, but man, it's so powerful when it starts to come together. And it's just oh, awesome to see how much better all of these other systems come into play when the, that stress response is, is under control. Yeah. And I had a, a client who was so sure she had, oh, I can't even remember what she thought she had, but she was convinced she had it. Wilson's disease. She thought she had copper overload and she's yeah. like, my, my, you know, my brother ended up becoming schizophrenic. It was from Wilson's disease. I have Wilson's disease. You know, I don't sleep this, 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 and this, and this, the anxiety was insane. Mm -hmm. And everybody's different. There's no right or wrong. Some people make the shift so quick. Like I remember a lot of my shifts and it's not just that you're going to have one shift, every movement to a higher level of consciousness, awareness, calmness, peace, acceptance. It's a spiritual journey for sure. But I remember the time that this specific woman made the shift. She just read my book. She, she finally sat down and read part two. It was like a total shift in her consciousness and her being. She went from anxiety to healing and we did get the test back. She did not have. So that did help. We, we checked, we ran the copper zinc panel. I actually, I think, was she a Canadian? I had to send her to the States because since COVID, we can't send blood across the border anymore. So I think I sent her to the States. We got the copper zinc test and great plans has beautiful copper zinc test that actually shows non seroloplasmin copper. It's, mm -hmm. it's one of the only labs that I've found that show this. And so you can have people that are copper toxic They're and at the same time they're copper deficient. So right. really important lab to run, but we found out there was no copper issue there. Like it, it wasn't that. So that brought some peace, but she had made the shift before the labs came back. And it's, it's amazing when you see people go from the state of health anxiety or anxiety about anything to a more calm state and how quickly the body starts to be able to use the tools that you're giving it. Like it's, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the other common blocks that you see that prevent people from reaching their goals? Quick fixes. You said yeah, it earlier. There you go. <laughs> That's the biggest one where people think they can take a supplement and it's yeah. going to turn off the symptoms. It's a journey. It's a journey. And we have to come to acceptance of it being a journey and mm. that the symptoms that we're feeling, even though they're very uncomfortable, if we can do some meditation to not be those symptoms, because so many people, if they have a symptom, their consciousness is stuck in that area of their body. Mm. And that's all the awareness that they have is that pain. And so in the back of in the meditation section, part three spirit, I have a meditation called become the observer. And that's really to move your consciousness out of your body so that you're no longer your body. And when you can get to that place and you, then you can go on this journey of healing, it's going to be a much easier, faster, peaceful process because you're not always reaching for a supplement to try to turn off the symptom or, you know, panicking when anything, little symptom happens in your body and then just 
stopping and starting and stopping and starting. It needs to be a gradual process. Awesome. And I, on that note, you know, spirit, and I, I think I'm so glad that you bring that up and you 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 mentioned that in your program, because I really do feel like that component gets overlooked in, in the medical world and in an alternative world, unfortunately, mm-hmm. a lot of the times. Yep. So you, you, you talked about meditation, which is awesome. Do you mind touching on some of those other things that you mentioned in your book, purpose and habits? I think, I just think those things are so key you know, for people to, to think about and to tackle, to really get to a better place. Yeah. I honestly believe that more often than not, the symptoms we're experiencing in our body is meant to turn us one inward. There's something that we need to learn and grow from. So oftentimes the symptom can be due to a past trauma that we need to Mm. heal. It can be, you know, keeping us from looking at a dysfunctional relationship. So we're being distracted, but really it's meant to turn us to look at that dysfunctional relationship. And then often it's meant to turn us to our purpose. Like for Mm -hmm. me, I kept ignoring my purpose, even though it was knocking, knocking, knocking. I'm like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm scared. And it's like, well, fine. I'll present you with another illness. You need to, you need to step into your purpose. So a lot of people, they have jobs that they don't like, or they don't have any passion and purpose. So Mm -hmm. it's looking for that and finding that because if we're so focused on our health and we're sitting, you know, Googling every day or in the Facebook groups, which is, is for, you know, most part, most Facebook groups are just beating the health anxiety cycle and the negativity and the, the depression that's in a lot of them. And we need to really shift to, putting that away, putting down our phones and going and doing things, right. even though we have illness now. And Robert Tennyson Stevens, I believe that's his name. He wrote the book Conscious Language. He has a talk that he does called The Big Equal. And so often than not, we're, when I have this, I will do this. When I feel better, I will go on this vacation. Mm-hmm. And we need to turn it around. It's like basic algebra, just switch yeah. the... Switch it over. Right. I'm going to go on the vacation equals I am now healed. So go yep. on your vacation. You know, go do what brings you passion and purpose because that is going to shift your vibration and Absolutely. you're going to get to a healing state. So that's where the the spirit really t- turns in to such an important part of the healing puzzle is we need to turn on the passion. We need to turn on our purpose and we need to find a place where we're going on more of a spiritual journey and that could be, you know, whatever a person believes in, but going yeah. deeper into that. Absolutely. I love it. No, I mean, it's so true. And, and a lot of people are just stuck, you know, just pushing through the bad relationship, pushing through the horrible job, you know, we are just waiting for something. And then, you know, it, it breaks my heart to see sometimes it never happens. Right. It's like they, they retire. And then, you know, again, something catastrophic happens or, you know, they're just, it's, it's a tough thing, but it definitely something to put at the top of the list. And, you know, there's so many books out there and different ways to do that. So many strategies, but w- no matter what you do or what practice you take or what you believe in, you know, when people really incorporate that, the, the transition is just so phenomenal to see. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. It is. Well, you know, this has been absolutely awesome. And 
And I just love what you've developed here. How how can our listeners get a hold of you or learn more about your program? And before I forget, do you mind talking about what you're offering for practitioners as well? Oh, yeah. So we launched the Integrative Healing Academy last year because when I wrote Heal Yourself, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put the book out there that is huge and so in-depth and it got like how to analyze your lab. I'm like, and because I have so many people coming to me that want to work with me and I can't take on that many people. So mm-hmm. I'm going to put this book out there. And it didn't work as planned. I had more people wanting to work with me. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I need to have more me's out there doing this program who understand how to analyze the labs, who understand how to run people through the yeah. process. And then, you know, the Heal Yourself program has a set system that we follow. It's, it has a path, but it also has tools for when people are not, you know, falling into that path exactly, which is a very small percentage. But I want these practitioners to have these tools to handle all these different things. So last year, the Integrative Healing Academy came about, and it really is, uh, to me, the most in-depth health coaching program out there because it's giving you the ability to analyze the labs, design the protocols, follow a system, And then it's also giving you the business boom course. So when Mm -hmm. you graduate, it teaches you how to start your business, start scaling your business, how to attract clients, whether you develop it online or in person, whichever there's tools in there. And we have such amazing support. We've got our Facebook group. We've got our biweekly live calls for students and practitioners. We have our graduate mastermind where we really help dial in and help you figure out where are your blocks in creating your business. So just an amazing program. We're actually adding a life coaching part to it, which should hopefully be ready for our launch. And I think we're going to do the end of May. So the, the enrollment will, will happen at the end of May this year. So that should hopefully be ready. So it's it's going to give the my practitioners more tools to work with people through different blocks that they have and support their clients even more. So very, very excited for it. That is exciting. And it sounds like and again, you sounds like you're hitting all of the facets that are so essential to be successful. Yeah. And that's what people need. They need that support. And our, we, exactly. you know, again, there's never going to be a shortage of clients out there or patients who who need right. help in in this manner but well awesome well, I always love to end with a you know a quick tip that people can implement you know tomorrow to help them just improve their state of wellness do you mind sharing something for our listeners yeah so tune into your body listen to your body don't go online and follow a diet that's out there start tuning into your body what makes it feel good when you're taking supplements go slowly start one at a time and tune into how that makes you feel because healing is meant to not be excruciatingly excruciatingly painful like so many people are like yes i've got detox and die off and no 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 slow down slow down listen listen to your body Absolutely. That is a great advice. Well, thank you again so much for joining me. Thank you for everything that you're doing. And we'll make sure we put the links to your programs and to your book in the show notes here. And I hope to have you on again soon. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I'm Dr. Seth Osgood, the founder of Grassroots Functional Medicine. 
don't forget, you can join the Grassroots private Facebook group to connect with fellow health seekers and find practical tips to improve your state of wellness. Just search Grassroots Community on Facebook to join. And if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you're looking for a comprehensive program to reclaim your state of wellness with cutting edge testing, a team of providers to hold you accountable, and a structured plan of action to not only get you well, but to keep you well in the years to come, check out our adaptation programs online at grassrootsfunctionalmedicine.com. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed day.